new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. All right, here we go. <laughs> please subscribe to the channel please hey guys youtube's got an algorithm and it really really help us out a lot if you could like comment and subscribe this is how we can get more information out to more people and uh share the message of toronto real estate In thanks that order like comment subscribe and hit the damn bell Yeah. Good morning. Yeah, right. At least we're on time that. today. That was a nice that was a nice little uh, sound check we did there, which may or may not have worked, but hey. We're okay. I'd like to I know. I think we need a I think we have to have a word from our sponsors. Yes. That's what we should do. Let's do a word from our sponsors. Okay. I don't hear anything. Right? Maybe that'll help. <laughs> maybe that'll help with our sound problems could be a little maybe a little maybe. bit of you know maybe any like leading you know some cheddar AD. some cheddar yeah some real some know, sponsorship cheddar want to come and come on board to the show we got a position for you it's a remote remote location well work from home i think to work from home um a lot of experience involved we're gonna need a few more than eight subscribers for that to be enticing for anybody though so yeah, you're going to have um, hit that button now. Whatever you're getting paid right now for the other podcasts that you're helping, I'm sure we could match it. That's that's our offer. TK is throwing more helicopter money at at, <laughs> at everybody. So what's um, what's going on out there, Daryl? What's I want an update with Daryl because it's been a while since you and I can just talk about nothing and not have to worry about the sats or interviewing and all that stuff. So what's going on? Well, I'm I'm saddened because of a uh, timing issue. Unfortunately, we had to cancel Jeremiah today, which I was kind of excited for. But I am actually we are rescheduling him. We are rescheduling him. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very excited that it's just the two of us. I missed you. Perfect. Me too. Yeah. Little bit of, yeah. A little bit of TK banter for the soul. Catch up on the news. Catch right? up on the news. I feel like we haven't really, even though we talk about relevant topics, we haven't really touched on the news. And, you know, unfortunately this, is, this week, like, there's nothing going on. This is like the most important there's week to nothing. be talking about the news, I think, I ever. Think, I think this happened for a reason. There's so many, yeah, there's so many stories out there. It is. Right? Are you calling them stories and emphasizing the word stories <clears throat> on purpose? No, like there's just so many different uh, articles and uh, bits of information, speculation, all that kind of stuff right now going on. And this is creating a lot of dialogue. And I've had a lot of conversations with buyers and sellers and everyone's in, you know, different camps trying to explain what they think is going to happen over the next 30, 60, 90 days. And, you know, it, it's it's mildly entertaining. I, I feel like 
one of the Bank of Canada's weapons is the media. I, I feel like the media is being used as a weapon to push the market. Like 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 we saw in the stock market a few months ago with the with the whole Reddit and GameStop thing. I, I think, you know, they move the market s- slightly one way or another with with news right now yeah and on top of it we got assholes like us up on youtube saying whatever the hell we want to say with no qualifications more and more of us are coming online right no research no expertise nothing saying whatever they want to say and from our short little experience here there is definitely one million percent uh, incentive to put negative news out there because it attracts way, way more views, man. And the problem is it's inaccurate. And I have an example that I'm going to give. Okay. Thank you. Which I actually did research a little bit, very little, but, but I actually did. And it's maybe a sensitive topic, but I think it's, it's important to highlight. Did you hear because of obviously with this pandemic, we've had uh, a lot of closures and there's obviously been a concern for the number of deaths, um, people getting sick. This is all real stuff. Um, but did you hear that there was, you know, I mean, this is all being offset by we're preventing deaths in one area, but causing deaths in the other. Right. You've heard that storyline, right? Like mental health issues. Sure. All, all sorts of stuff. I mean, did you hear about the rise in suicides? I did. Of course you did, because I've heard that for the last year and I've, I've, I've had personal close, you know, relationships and different things where, you know, that has been happening over the last year. And it's a, it's a sad topic to talk about. And um, definitely I would talk to 10 people and nine out of 10 would tell me, yeah, I heard about the, the rise in suicides. Well, they've released the numbers and suicides were lower than they have been in the last 10 years, 2020. Hmm. And but yet, what, you and I just both heard that they were on the rise. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a shocker. Wrong, wrong, wrong information again. So yeah. all this stuff, it's like all these storylines that people keep building. Again, sensitive topics, you know, some of them are more than others. But th- at the end of the day, it's like, what's what's the truth? Daryl? <laughs> like, what, what is the truth? <laughs> what a horribly morbid way to start the show, TK. You're welcome. Thank you. But. All I I'm don't trying think to say we're is gonna let all you, this like kind of lead and guide the show I won't anymore. Put you. up any articles today, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean, right? This is this is this is the uh, what you just said: Bank of Canada, government, mortgage banks, um, health scare people. Uh, what was the other one? Stock market. They're using the media to put out information and to put out a storyline that may or may not be true, and everybody's just swallowing it up because we're all at home on our phones, glued to the screens, reading it all up and and watching on YouTube. Uh, and that, that's a hundred percent the case. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if things were back to normal because we were too busy to do something like this on a Sunday morning. We're big, right? big things going on. Yeah, now, now, now baseball the whole practice week, and who knows what jujitsu class and everything and all kinds of interesting things on a Sunday morning. Exactly. But anyways, so now we have what is got to be apparent to everybody on the planet right now not just people in real estate although if it's not apparent to you and you are in real estate the market is fixed man like there is nothing free about this market at all it is 
look, when things are going down, everybody's going, oh, my God, they got to do something. We got to get this thing back on. We can't live with this real estate market in the toilet. What, what are we going to do? What are they going to do? How are they going to help us? What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? What are we going to do? Somebody needs to do something, right? Do something, anything, can't but what's going on now? Well, can't just like, you know, let people build and buy and trade and sell, you know, like can't just let that happen naturally. I mean, who knows what would happen if that were allowed to happen, right? But 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 now, now things are good and everybody's like, oh my God, this is way too fucking good. We got to slow this thing down. <laughs> this thing is going to burst. We can't have it burst. And so all day, somebody's trying to figure out how to manipulate the market one way and then not manipulate it too much that way so that everything gets all fucked up. Yep. Is this... That's what happens. Is this the way that it is, TK? Apparently. Is this it's all not the way crazy it should conspiracy be. theory? Is this me taking some us of down a crazy rabbit hole? <laughs> which part of it? I think some of it is, but that's okay. Which, that's my opinion. Which part of it, in your opinion, is rabbit hole? And well, let, I think let's, that... Let's, let's, let's look at it. I think that anytime someone feels that the government is um, conspiring against the people... It's not a conspiracy in a way, against the people. It's what's happening. Yeah, I'm. I'm just letting. Okay, well, I'll let me just make my point. Okay, if if the government is really conspiring against the people, okay, and obviously this, they've been accused of that for 200 years, however long governments have been around in in Canada and uh, the U.S. Right? How come you know it's never really come out to the point where one of the politicians said, "Look, I was doing it. I was wrong. I shouldn't have been doing it, and I'm really sorry about that. People, please forgive me." Uh, you know, the government really is against you. And, uh, you know, they had about 18,000 people all keeping a secret from you. And you should know the truth. How come that never happens? It's not what we're talking about. Well, how come it never happens? Well, because that, that's not what we're saying is happening. Well, it sounds like the government is working together. When I hear the conspiracy theories, it sounds like the government's all working together in order to be able to devalue the currency to prop up the housing market to ensure that people don't have homes to spread out the urban population into the smaller like all these things make sense and i get it but i don't think that they have an agenda on this secret whiteboard where they're just like all right guys we need too many people over here and we need to start moving no, wealth that's not into the pockets of, of these people no it's but that's we have to keep the market going but we can't let it go too hot and we can't let it get too cold we have to keep it in this place here not all that other runoff shit that you're talking about i mean some of that might be true and some of it might be conspiracy but that's not what we're talking about we're talking okay. about heavy manipulation of markets through monster amounts of liquidity yes and and interference in natural um market tendencies because sure. of that right that, that okay. that's what we're talking, are you talking about, about bank of canada or are you talking about the government well, I mean, they're doing it together. One is buying the bonds of the other. If the if the Bank of Canada didn't buy the bonds of the Canadian government, nobody else would, and all hell would be breaking loose right now. Sure, but that's but the not Bank a conspiracy. Canada. That's just the way it actually works right now. 
Okay, exactly. That's above board. That's what that's totally what they're doing. Is so that's what I'm saying. Is this is this the game now? Is this Monopoly has been rebranded as Nanopagogopol? Yes. And yeah. are these the rules right now? Is this the game we're playing on? Like where they're gonna just kind of keep trying to keep it somewhere in here, not crash too hard, not bubble up too much, just manipulate the thing to stay steady as she goes. Forever. Well, I think that the Bank of Canada is doing their job, which is, um, you know, trying to maintain inflation, trying to have people spending money, try to provide access to funds that that people can go out and stimulate the economy. And, and they're, you know, sticking to their mandate. And the government is doing what they're supposed to do, which is sort of keep order and balance the budget. And yeah, they're going to have to implement some additional income streams like taxation to be able to get back on track. You know, the housing market, I, I think it's important. And I think there's lots of things that they do to, you know, like you were talking about, stimulate it or it's cool it. It's 85% of Canadian GDP. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So let's, well, that, was a, that was a non-actual stat. Don't, but, don't fact check that last sentence. Don't fact check that one. But the main thing is this. But it's true. What? Why, why, you know, would the government want to see everybody's house price go down and crash the market? Why right, would the government exactly. want to see the prices go far out of reach for, you know, young Canadians to be able to get the market? They don't. The truth is they don't really know what they're doing and they don't really, they can't predict the future and they can't control the markets. Yeah. They're doing the best job they can because I think the government and the politicians are ordinary people like anybody else. Yeah, you know, I don't think that there's a, a master plan or anything. I just think that they know that if it crashes on their watch, everything is fucked and they nobody, lose the yeah, nobody wants that. So it's like, we got to just keep it going. Keep it what going. would you do to protect your job? What would I do to protect my job? Not much. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I, I your, bu your business job. right now, one of the projects that you're working on Big oh, project, yeah. you should lots have of money. Seen what I was huge, doing last week. Huge, <laughs> huge, huge outcome for you. Like there's just like this. This is how you're going to provide for your family. This is how you're going to, you know, build your brand, your business, all that kind of stuff. Like, what are you going to? Are you not going to try everything you possibly can to be able to? If you keep saw that business me going on Friday this week on yeah. Friday, if somebody was like, if you could picture in the old western, the guy shooting at the guy's feet and the other guy just dancing. I mean, yeah. You, who you think you're dancing? There were a couple of gentlemen on Friday that could have asked me to do almost pretty much anything, and yeah. I, I would have had to do it. Nice. So you, I, you did some good dancing. I've seen you dance. You're a good dancer. I I did I did some mir miraculous dancing. On yeah, Friday. you are a good dancer. If anybody, oh, if I was having anybody dance for me, I'd I'd like it to be you well, in that situation. So I will be. Team's lucky to have you. I I will be um, available for lessons. If you would like. Yeah. Yeah. Next Sunday so morning. again, so conspiracies, I'm, I'm just not a believer. I'm just like, I'm not the no. guy who, who buys into them or reads into them or anything and, like that. And you shouldn't, but here, let's look at some, some, some what's going on in the news, news here. Okay. So I'm just going to, I mean, you can grab onto anything you'd like here. We can touch on each one. They're all sure. freaking crazy. So housing bubble fear spurs Canada to weigh tighter mortgage rules. So let's start with that. Let's start, let's start with, with that. that. OS. Let's talk about the OSFI. So yeah. So Office of the Superintendent and Financial Institutions. So we got this one here. Out. The latest in mortgage news. OSFI to relaunch review of the uninsured stress test. Take it away, TK. So basically, OSVI, who is the uh, bank's regulator, 
They're the ones who had the stress tests uh, implemented back in 2017 and 18. Um, they have basically come out and said, hey, they gave us timelines. They said, uh, we're, we're having this uh, going to be reviewed um, uh, up until May 7th. And then it could come into effect as of June 1st. The current qualifying rate of 4.79% will be going up to 525 which means, you know, 45 basis points, which basically will mean that a buyer has to qualify for a higher interest rate. So it takes away 5% of their buying power. So if you were approved for a million dollar mortgage before, now you're going to be approved for a $950,000 mortgage. So you're going to lose 5% of your borrowing power. And the, the job that I guess they are hoping to create, like when you look at it, right? Like they, they increased it before. It was a 2% increase. It was a 20% hit to people's buying power. They did that to slow down the market. That's how, that's how um, concerned they were about the, where prices were going and what was fueling the market. This is only a 5% increase. So clearly, they're not trying to say, oh, we need to shut this down because this is just out of hand. And, oh, we need, we need to bring it back down to where it was a year ago. They're just saying, hey, we're going to increase it to only slightly ahead. I think it was at 5.18 a year ago. So it's only slightly ahead as to what it was before. And they're just trying to put a little bit of breaks or maybe get people to second think how much money they're going to spend on their, on their properties. They're just trying to keep everybody in line. And usually stuff that OSFI does is, um, I'm not sure if it's completely up to them where, where they don't need to get as much approval. I think they just have to get support and, and, um, uh, like the research done from different analysts and stuff like that to be able to pass these type of regulations. So I don't think this is going to be something that is going to be a um, like a parliamentary decision. So I think they've got the power to do this. So if they've announced it, my best guess is that this is going to happen exactly the way that they're saying it will. It, it sounds to me like it's happening on July, June 1st. Yeah. They just said that they're going to let us know after their um, May 7th studies are done by May 7th. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like from the news that I'm reading that this is a done deal, but uh, who knows now? So, so this is simply designed to maybe blow off a little of the froth on the top of the market, right? Just to kind of say, Hey, slow it down out there. This is a speed bump. It's a school zone now. Now, I'm sure you have driven over a speed bump at more than 20 or 15 kilometers per hour. Haven't you? I don't think so. That's pretty fast, I think, to go over a speed bump. Do you? Wow. I am a rebel without a cause then. (laughs) So, but they do make you think a little bit more. But I mean, listen. Absolutely. If I would have qualified for a million and now all I qualify for is 950, I will try my best to find something that I qualify for now. Yes. What choice do I have? Yes. So what do I do? Do I move seven streets over because of the $50,000 difference? Well, let's look at the impact of this. So I had actually, I talked to someone about that the other day and they said, oh, this is only going to affect the people in the bottom, like the people who are, um, you know, getting into the market or whatever. And it's not, I mean, a lot of people right now are buying at the maximum that the bank will qualify them for because they have to, they have no choice. They're not paying that rate. It's not like they're saying, hey, what's the bank willing to lend me based off of how much I can afford? And I'm only going to you know, buy at that price so that that way I can have the maximum amount of payments a month every single, every single month. They're not paying that. They're still paying the 2% interest rate payments, which on an average mortgage is like five, six, seven hundred bucks less 
per month than what they actually qualify for. So, you know, I think a lot of people were paying at the high end of their qualification budget. Uh, and this will affect them. This will this will take away 5% of their buying power. So I think this a, will just a huge number of people. Slow the rate of increase for a little bit here, right? Well, it'll definitely put put the brakes on a few people's plans. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I read this yeah. wild idea that this Toronto realtor was doing a, well, actually, we can talk about that too, maybe as part of this, the, uh, the, the blind bidding wars, right? People are starting to call for those. I know there's an article about that. Let me, let's segue into this for a sec. Blind bidding wars. That's kind of how we do it now. What do you mean? What do you mean? Open bids? Well, not having the damn things. Where is it? Calls grow to end blind bidding. Oh, to end to blind end bidding. Yeah, I, I'm 100% in support of this. I think it makes a lot of I'm sense. I'm 100% but, but in support here. of this. It, it makes no sense to have blind bidding. No, but check this when idea. I, check this yeah. idea out. This is where I wanted to go yeah. to, and then you take it away. Sure. Um, yeah. I read this article. This, this uh, realtor was doing a blind bidding war, but the winner of the blind yep. bidding war paid the second highest price bid okay yep imagine what, what happens that no but I'm, does that happen regularly mm, this market i think people are more accustomed to putting in a firm offer and doing the right thing with deposits and closing and all that but in other markets in multiples that's very normal yeah someone comes in with a conditional offer 50 grand higher bird in the hand is better than two in the bush take take the uh the money with the firm deal and no 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 no, no but you don't take you don't take the second offer it's it's the same process. Just the guy who wins the bidding war. So let's yep. say it's you against me with number one and number two. I bid one one. You bid yep. uh, one fifty. Okay. A million fifty. Yeah. I win, but I pay a million fifty. Oh, okay. It's imagine the that's gaps. open to collusion though. That's open to, co the to collusion. The whole thing is collusion already. If no, I'm that the listing Because then I'll just bring an offer for $2 million, I know that I won, and then I get my buddy to bring the offer that I really want to pay. And oh, then if his is the second place, happens. then I'll pay that price. That never And then happens. if there happens to be someone who makes a higher offer, then I guess I got to pay that price because that's what the place was worth. But that right? happens Too much collusion for sure. Not only uh, – forget about the buyer collusion. It's, it's the yeah. agent with the listing who gets his own buyer, and all of a sudden – all these buyers and great offers kind of disappear or don't get shown to the owner. Yeah, that I don't like happens. that part. That's a, that's a silly idea. That happens. Too much. But so, okay, so what do we do instead of a blind uh, uh, bidding? Well, let's, let's just just say something right off the bat here. The Real Estate and Business Brokers Act um, like prohibits this uh, openly. There is ways you can do it today, but you have to get everybody to sign off on disclosures and all that kind of stuff. It's a pain in the butt to Prohibits do it. what? What you're about to say? Uh, disclosing the contents of somebody else's offer to the owner. Yeah, let me finish. Oh, so the real estate and business brokers act prohibits it. We just amended the trust and real estate services act or whatever in 2020, which took 18 years. The likelihood of this, the, the act changing again, is very small. So this, this probably won't be changing anytime soon. Um, right now, if you want to do an open bidding, you get everybody to sign a disclosure form, the buyers, the sellers, the agents, everybody. So everybody's going into the situation with a, um, uh, consent form saying, I give you permission to disclose the contents of my offer to other buyers. And then you can do like, you can do like an online registry. You can do it like they have in Australia. It's kind of like an auction. There's, there's different ways of doing it. And, and you, you theory, theoretically could people have done it in Toronto. It's just not common practice. That's why the appetite of the buyers isn't there for it. Buyers would say, oh, that doesn't feel right, whatever it is. 
but it's actually in favor of the buyers. The sellers are the ones who shouldn't like it because they're the ones who win when someone bids a hundred grand more than the second place. So they get more money than they should have, yeah. right? Where the person just won a bid. Especially the other option when there's is an, two offers only. And one of them is like 150,000 more than the other. Some exactly, crazy yeah. number. And it's right? been much greater than that too. That's, yeah. that's you know, bull, bully offers, all that kind of stuff would, would be a good example, right? Where somebody says, well, you know, the, the, the bully offer um, can overpay as well. Uh, escalation clauses. This is another part in the States. This is more common. So you say, I'll pay five grand more than your best offer. Right? So again, you need to know the contents of the offer in order to pay five grand more than it. So the seller can't disclose that. So you can't use an escalation clause, but uh, my, um, and I haven't put a lot of thought into this, but the utopia of bidding would be identical to an auction house comes on the chopping block. Here's the home start the bids at $1, whatever, low price that everyone knows exists, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you just have an, you have an online registry and you just see people do it. And over the course of the week, people can start bidding right away, just like eBay, eBay closes at the end of the week. And you just see where the prices go, go, go. And you can keep going in and they get all this information. And at the end, you know, you paid the most amount of money. And you also know that um, the next highest bidder was where they were. And so you feel like you, you paid the right price. The sellers may not get as much money. I agree, but it protects the overinflation of real estate assets, which in 2017 was ridiculous. It, it, like right now, I guess it's bad, but in 2017 it was way worse. People were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars more than what their uh, competitors were. And they're still paying for it. Some of the houses still aren't even worth what they paid four years later. Come on. Right. So how does that uh, help anybody? So, but the likelihood of something like this actually happening anytime soon, you're saying are zero. zero. Yeah. Zero point zero one. Oh, let's go. Zero point oh, one. We have hope. <laughs> the 99.9% chance. It's a no. So, but then all of a sudden realtors uh, start being almost like day traders sitting on eBay all day, like making sure that their clients' offers are like I'd build a bot in the right place. <laughs> a bot here, you I'd build a bot, <laughs> taking away jobs, right? TK from locals. What's five, wrong? Five dollars more than whatever the bid is, just keep keep putting it in until people that work in restaurants nanoseconds could, before the deadline. People that used to work in restaurants could monitor that for you. Yeah. You, you wouldn't need a real estate agent anymore. It would, it would, it would, it would, it would complete the goals of every single discount brokerage ever. Get rid of the real estate model. Well, does it? I don't think it no, does. Actually, of course not. No, no, we, we are not replaceable. Yeah. No. For, but anyways, no, I wasn't, we I wasn't even going show. down that road. But yeah. Uh, okay. So hold on a sec. Um, What's up? I wanted to talk about. UBI. Did you hear about that? Universal basic income? I've heard about it, but like more recently, you think part of this budget? They just talked about it yesterday. Trudeau. Apparently the liberals like voted or agreed that they want that to happen. Right. So it's almost Let's like it's it. like a, 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 a constant Serb. I guess it replaces unemployment, really, but I guess everybody gets it. I don't know. It, it just it's crazy but i mean imagine like look right now we have we're in an environment where we have high unemployment low employment right no immigration yep. like very little foreign money coming in and the market is rip roaring because we've got all this extra money floating around in the market right now right yes so 
part of that extra money floating around, a great deal of it, has been the CERB and all these like uh, uh, mechanisms the governments use to help people stay afloat in this crazy time. I mean, it should sure. all be being done. I'm not going down any rabbit holes. I'm just saying if all of a sudden now everybody has this like minimum basic level of income coming in that's greater than currently I mm -hmm. heard stories of like people pooling their serve money together and buying a condo like as an investment genius right like so like now all of a sudden there's going to be all this constant new liquidity coming in the market there's like this is a new this is people have talked about it. it's called modern monetary theory like this is the this is how it is it's just going to be like this now it seems it seems like that i don't know if that's coming on, on in this budget or if it's going to be able to be rolled out they've been doing trials like they've been having that's um, what this is i don't know nova scotia they were doing uh, i think or new brunswick one of the one of the maritime provinces they had a um whatever you want to call it prototype or, or uh yeah they had run. they had a trial run and it was bad yeah. it didn't go well but yeah unemployment was super low so nobody mm -hmm. gives a shit about that when they're making all kinds of exactly money, right? timing is good but yeah. when everybody's out of work and all of a sudden you have like four major uh um industries demolished in a year yeah. all of yeah. a sudden people are like yeah that universal basic income thing's sounding pretty good right now because yeah. there ain't no jobs out here for me out in the yeah. oil fields because everything is fucked right now i've heard some really good arguments for it right like i've heard some really good arguments for it but then there's also a lot of arguments against it right um you know just stimulating stuff like innovation and um you know education and, and everything else too right like if, if someone feels like they're gonna have enough money to live are they going to learn the trades like we need them to go into like you almost need that desperation of how am i going to survive for people to start learning new trades and innovating new ideas and, and technologies and stuff like that right so is that going to hinder the um the growth of society as a whole right so it's um you know it's definitely something i don't have the answer for that's for sure well we we have been adding jobs up until this actually we didn't even talk about this yet like lockdown oh. number three Hello. There's a lockdown. There's another lockdown. There's, Not that you there's can a, tell. There's, there's a lockdown for sure. There's right a now. Lockdown number oh. three for our friends in Quebec. This is crazy. Okay. So okay, lockdown number three. We have not in the category of not gonna make a difference to slow down the real estate market. That okay. has been proven twice already. Correct. Uh, no, we saw definitely some changes this week in, in the market and showings. 100% we did. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. I'm not saying prices have whatever gone anywhere, but definitely 100%. I was in some offers this week. We had showings that weren't as high as they were the week before. People, tell some me, people tell were following me. How the rules. many showings were you expecting if it was the week before versus how many you got? It's not, it's not quantifiable. It's just I heard it from enough people to believe that there's got to be some correlation to the, the stay at home order. Yeah. I heard it from enough people saying no one showed up for my offer night. But does I it saw also enough have listings. to do with uh, surge in home listings getting vaporized by demand? Kind of thing. Well, part of it. Now that being said, this weekend seemed jammed pack with showings. So it was just kind of like Monday to Friday, I think. Monday to Friday, things slowed down. I felt like on the weekend, there was a lot of activity. And we people had a were doing short week again. this week, didn't we? Didn't we have a long weekend last weekend? Wasn't it? It Easter? was a long weekend, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, so maybe everybody was busy for four days instead of five. Yeah, but that, like any any of that data, it's always anecdotal. It's not anything we can come up with yet. Okay, so we That's have. Okay, so we have. Um, a lot more listings, but way more sales. And we saw, I think, uh, month to month, like the amount of listings didn't really change that much or active listings. Active listings didn't change that much because of the amount of sales and the amount of new listings. Like they were just so out of balance, even though they were both ridiculously higher than last year, which doesn't count yes. for anything. 21,000 new count. listings last month, followed up by 15,000 plus sales. Insane. We're keeping up. Insane. Yep. Insane. Okay, so okay. we definitely... At the moment, more supply is not going to really cool the market, it seems. It always will. Well, okay. Let's say we have the same. Let's say we have even 50% less sales than last month, this month, but we have the same amount of listings. That's a super hot market still. Uh, no, that would be significantly Yeah, but you'd still less. have 8,000 sales in the month. Like that's a That's a decent month in Toronto. But at twenty one thousand new listings, right? So, so that right? spread would would definitely have an effect on. Uh, it would be a, it would be a much more balanced market than it would be a seller's market. You think that would make it balanced? But what's the chances of a fifty percent drop in sales this month? Zero point zero, zero one zero. Okay, yeah, that's not going to happen. Not not at least for for not this month in April. You're crazy. Right? With we're this seeing new we're news? seeing changes with this. OSFI or OFSI, whatever it's called, with that news, this thing's going to get crazy again. OSFI has now put a bullet to people's head and said, you got till June 1st to go and yeah. make that offer. Otherwise, you're going to be buying a house 5% yeah. less. I don't think this high-octane fuel is good enough anymore. You got any of that jet <laughs> they, fuel? They poured gas on the fire, but I think that call, the... Call um, SpaceX and get some of that rocket fuel. But I think what will help, which is great because this is a great little segue now, is the fear that people have about what's going to be announced on the April 19th budget. I think a lot of the speculators and investors are right now going to put the brakes on because they want to know capital are capital gains. gains going to be going up or not. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay, capital. Right? if you're going to start taxing capital gains on people's primary residence. Okay, so okay, I Let's am, go down that one first. I am in my 60s, okay. 70s, yeah. okay? And my house is worth a fortune now. This is I've a been, hypothetical uh, situation for our listeners. Well... Because if they don't watch on YouTube and they only hear your voice, they might think that you're in your 70s. But, you know, you're like 29 for life. Okay. So having said that, thank you for pointing that out. Um... I'm in my 70s. I've been hanging on to my house forever. I finally have decided, you know what? Like, I think it's time to cash out. Yep. Th th this has been a, a wild ride. I just lost half of, or whatever the hell the percentage is. I just lost half of my savings, right? A quarter of my savings disappearing because the market's a little too hot right now. People can't handle it. So what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing right yeah. now? Uh Imagine the amount of inventory. So there is something that will have a drastic effect, I feel, instantly on the market. Yes, big time. That's a but bad Is that move. something that's likely? No. They have things. Like in the States, they have like only the half a million. I think it's the most likely so far out of no, everything. No, it's not. Definitely it's not. not. No. 
the cap okay we'll talk about the, what's the most likely scenario but this one is a um the principal residence exemption no longer being the way it is right now which is 100 percent of your principal residence is tax exempt right that's what it is so they're talking about making a change to that making it taxable up to a certain you know maybe up to a certain amount of money where only the first Five hundred thousands tax free, or you know, you're going to pay you know ten percent of the total gain. Like you know, they're including some sort of tax. I, to me, that would be devastating for the liberal government, and that the election would fall apart because if the budget doesn't get passed, remember this could end up bringing an election, and that means that everybody there is responsible for passing this because it's a minority government. They need they need support from one of the other parties. So everybody. Everybody who's in, who's been elected as an MP all throughout Canada will not be elected again because that's how powerful a, a, a plan like that would be because every, so many people are affected. 68% of the people in Canada own a home. 68% of the population will be affected. Instantly. Instantly. And, so they're going to be like, are you kidding me? That's my retirement money. And I don't know. I, I got to think that when you get to a certain age, you start thinking in terms of how many years of resources do I have left versus how yeah. many years of life do I think I have left? And if those don't well, jive, it becomes an issue. From, from right? personal experience, it's 35. <laughs> well, but I, I mean, I even know my, myself, I'm always looking like how, how, how much longer do I have? Like if, I, 30, if I didn't do it. 35, you start pulling out the calculators going, hmm. Like, you right, know. as soon as the back starts to hurt, and the knees start to kind of, you know. But anyway, so so the point is, is regardless of what it ends up being after you say, okay, it's only going to be 50% of the first 50% of the first 25%. Anything, 5%, people will be upset. People are going to be watching years disappear off of yep. their retirement, right? Because if you're sitting, let's say you're sitting on a $2 million house and all of a sudden 10% of it vanishes, why? Like why? Right. So it's like because people people got excited about Barry and jacked up the prices thirty percent year over year. But but the, the 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 domino effect is not so much that those people are pissed; it's that everything tanks because yeah. values will get decimated all of a sudden. Right. Exactly. And then it's so just like that a snowball. is highly unlikely. Highly. So so far, I don't. I haven't heard scenario. anybody. I haven't heard anybody come up with evidence or a um you know rational plan as to how that that is going to get us out of trouble keep the government in power and you know make this whole entire situation get better but well, what about the capital uh principal residence is being taxed no nobody's been able to give me a logical scenario that makes sense to no, have and they won't. the principal gains and they won't well, so there's I, a I doubt that that's scenario it just it leads to everybody losing you know their power. Yeah. So and and then the other the other part to that is if you are planning on your retirement, right? And you were going to use that money. This is the argument. This is the most important argument. I forgot this. And you were going to use that money. Why would you sell? You can refinance. You can um, give the property to your kids. You can do so many different things. That's and instead of your house coming on the market and creating more supply for us to be able to have inventory for buyers to, to buy, it's going to shrink the supply down to nothing because everyone's going to say, well, I'm not selling. I'm going to refinance this sucker until I'm dead and I'm going to give it to my kids. And you're not Ooh. touching that money, Mr. Taxman. I right? see. I didn't even think of that for some reason. And that is definitely... Okay, so I know my wife's 
uh, family, they owned some real estate. And as the older generation who owned it was getting older, they had to make some decisions, tax planning and succession and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, what they decided was to hang on to it because the tax implication was just way too much to stomach and the yeah. income was let good. The let the person who owns it let pass. The next generation deal and with it. There's no inheritance tax. Now, oh, this is a oh, this is an even better segue. So why did they introduce capital gains back in 1972? One of the reasons, right? They wanted to fund like different like social benefits and stuff like that because we had an economy that was growing and there was like that dichotomy of, of the classes and everything else like that. But one of the biggest reasons was they removed the inheritance tax. Removed the inheritance tax. Yes. Right. So they figure, okay, so how these guys are all making oh, this so you're money. not going to pay on the inheritance, but at some point exactly. somebody's going to pay somehow. I've got to, I've got to, I've exactly. I've got to, I've got to get that money from those people because they're earning, um, you know, at, they're earning gains, right? They're getting, they're getting paid out based on um, whatever it is that they've done, whether it be stocks or real estate or selling a business, there's income being earned there and a buck is a buck. This was the Carter commission, right? So that what's that's what happened in 1972, and it was introduced at. Um, let me make sure I'm giving the right number here. You have this up. How is this relevant to anything? Where why were you, where were you talking about? Because so 1972 to 1988, Canada Canadians had to start paying 50 percent of their capital gains. Mm. Right. Mm. So then in 1988, it went to 66. Ooh. 1990, it went to 75. Oh. Down to 66 later that year. Yeah. Back down to uh, 50% in 2000, Whew. roughly, I think. Dodged okay? a bullet there with those so We 70s. just had a pattern from 50 up to 75, back down to 50. The logical pattern here, I like patterns, would be that we went back up to 66.66%. That's what the government's done before, and there was an outrage, and, and there's an extra 16% uh, generated uh, income. I think you're talking about $40 billion a year in capital gains income. So increasing that by, you know, 16% would be, um, what I say, 45 billion. So uh, I don't know what that is. $10 billion worth of uh, um, extra gains. So that's a little bit of growth there. The capital gains right now that the government earns is only 2.3% of the income tax revenue, and it's only 1.1% of the federal government's revenue, right? So it's a very significant amount or insignificant amount, right? It's a very small amount of capital gains, right? They're not, they're not earning like a ton of money from it, but for them to go and double it or increase it, that's going to be outrageous. But for them to increase capital gains on secondary properties and stuff like that too, it almost makes sense to do it. Secondary right. properties is a whole other story. Okay. What about all the money made in the stock market right now? Like it makes sense to increase capital gains. Like I know no one wants me to say that and that's a horrible thing to say, but the government does need money and they need to pay for it. And it's not like that's going to happen forever. Maybe we just spend the next 10 years with a little bit higher capital gains and we can come back to 50% uh, later on. Right. Or maybe they can do stuff like they have in, um, uh, New Zealand, right? Where you say any, any short term, you're going to pay huge capital gains, right? So flippers, all that kind of stuff. But if you sell it after five years, then you're going to be 50%, right? Like they can, they can have it. So it's in it. a way. Yeah. Tier it so that if you stay there, like it's actually just your principal residence 
Canada. Well, no, if you're pro providing rental housing, right? For that, yeah, yeah. So one of the reasons that the rental housing stock is so low, which is again a big part of this, I've done a lot of reading on this this week because it's an interesting topic, is 1972 is when they introduced capital gains. So now all of a sudden, when they started having all this rental stock uh, being stopped built, at the same time, you know, rent control was coming in in the late 80s, 90s. There really wasn't anything built since the 50s or 60s, if you look at the majority of the big multifamily apartments. So having capital gains tax meant that anybody who was going to be selling these apartments after they built them would have to pay a huge amount of money if they were going to rent them out for 10, 20 years. And so they stopped building. One of the solutions that other um, countries have is um, indexing inflation, right? So I don't know. I don't have an indexing calculator for, for inflation, but let's just say you paid a million and inflation is 2%. And after 20 years, that 2% means that, you know, it's worth 2 million, you know, that, that million dollars of inflation would not be capital, capital gains, right? So, so that way, if you... So that way, if you bought the property, yeah. well, no, let's say you sell it for 4 million 20, minutes, 20 years later, instead of your gain being $3 million, a million of that is inflation, oh. right? It's indexed at the 2% rate, whatever it is. So you don't have to pay your capital gains on the inflation because now the money's not worth as much, whatever. but that other $2 million gains, you pay tax on that. Whatever. It's some, it, 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 it's a solution. Cares? Yeah, but it's about that last number that you're getting taxed in addition to what you're used to getting taxed. It doesn't matter how they get there. Nobody's but sitting that, there going, But oh. indexing it would actually continue. Lower so it. the pro the pro but the problem is why why everyone's complaining right now is they're saying, well, if you put capital gains, if you increase capital gains, it's gonna no longer incentivize developers from building uh, rental buildings and putting money into the housing supply and the stock that we need. This is what we need. We're missing that, you know capital that people will be coming in with in order to invest in the future, right? Well, there's ways around that. You could say, hold on to it for more than 10 years. You can index the inflation. There's all sorts of but stuff. Who the so really you're just rental. Like nobody's building rental. There's a few projects. Well, that's a whole nother topic we've covered before, yeah. but definitely it will slow down. And what about people buying rentals and fixing them up? That's a crazy market right now, but it doesn't crazy hurt. market right now. It doesn't hurt the fact that there's zero incentive to build a rental and rental prices are in the fricking shitter. Right. And yeah. sale prices are going up all over the place. Why is it Rent, rental prices in Toronto are in the shitter? But why is a developer? Would you choose rental over s condo sales? Like there's no incentive to do so. There's way more profit in a condo. I agree. But if you're going to hang on to it long term and you're bullish on the market as yeah. well as the, the rental market, then that's the kind of asset that you're looking for, right? But right? Then, you're not just looking to get the money out right now because that'll be an income gain, and that's what you're going to be paying tax on right away. So if there's incentives like less taxation, inflation, indexation, all that kind of stuff over 20 years, you you probably would make the numbers make more sense by holding on to a rental. Right, but that's a whole yeah. other bird. Like that does most so. Of but most of those guys are not like developing like I guess some of them are developing these are like REITs like, these are these yeah, are big yeah. players who are going into this and looking at it like what is what where are my costs going to be over the next 20 30 years because we're publicly traded and we're not going anywhere and yeah. we'll trade change CEOs 20 times but this is always going to be around and we need to figure this out to make to make sense of it so do I think that capital gains will be increased April 19th yes whoa you heard it here third.
Yeah. Probably. I've seen actually a lot of portfolios come up. Um, Guys are selling big portfolios of multifamily properties. Big portfolios of multiple. Yeah, for sure. Selling five, 10 different buildings with 500 units. I guess it depends when they bought them. Well, it doesn't really matter. The bottom line is they're looking at it like if I get rid of it now. A year ago, it would have been worth a lot more, I would think. No? I guess it depends where it is. No, it's worth way more today. It's way more today, Daryl. That market is insane. Even in Toronto, I guess. Even though rents all are down over the, and the values are up. All over the continent. All over the continent. The that continent. Yeah. Every corner of the... Uh, I think it's more than just this continent. Yeah. I don't, think I, don't look, a, I don't really look outside. I'm in a bubble. Well, Canada I mean... Canada are like the center of the world to me. <laughs> are we in a bubble or are we in a crash? Or are we in Ooh. a bubble? Or are we in a know. bubble crash? Toronto home know. sales feels, up 97. Feels like we're in a bubble. It doesn't mean it's going to crash. 97% in March. We all know that that's a bunch of horseshit. Although this isn't horseshit. It will now cost you $1.75 million to buy an average detached house in Toronto. What? Oh, yeah. Look there. It's in bigger writing. It's true for sure. $1.75 million right there on the screen. And look what you can get for that price. Is that a factual $1.75 million house. It looks to me like this is in downtown. I wouldn't pay it. (laughs) But I'll bet you this is more than 1.75, this house here. It's a single detached downtown house. Is there even such a thing as a single family detached house in downtown Toronto that's less than a million 75? Of course. Of course, okay. Not in great locations downtown, like in the core, but you know, you got stuff in. Okay. Little Italy and... Uh... That's not downtown. Okay, so that's pretty crazy. Toronto home prices surge more than 20% as bubble debate heats up. So it's not quite Ooh, a bubble because they slid debate in right there after that. So, well, let's have a debate. Are we in a bubble? Are we of in a bubble? Of course we're in a bubble. Okay, so now let's think about this. We are in a bubble. Is there anything wrong with being in a bubble? Apparently not. <laughs> Well, okay, let's Apparently let's not. look at this. If prices go up 6% a month for the next yep. 17 months. 17? I have no idea why I said okay. 17. Yeah. Are you looking for like an answer to that? No. But <laughs> Just like, make it up. If they continue to go, go up 6%, 6% 17 months. Month, six, okay. 6% a month for 17 Great. months. Does, Perfect. Does so they've that, doubled. What happens? They've doubled in, in the next year and a half. Yeah, but what happens? What happens? What happens? What does this look like? Is Our it possible? Is it is this an actual possibility? Anything's possible, but it's is this not a real probable. reality? No. So they're going to do something for sure to stop this thing from running away. Will we lose growth, or will we? Will we? Sorry. Will we go into negative growth? Will we start? Will we go down, or are we just going? Maybe this is the beginning of the slowdown, and we're just going to come to a level? resting point where, you know four or five percent uh annual appreciation rates return you know over the next two years how much and that way, wherever the market has risen to it just kind of steadies steadies as she goes from there well we're gonna have to do our part in scaring people through the media with yeah. our thumbnails because i'll tell okay. you after the last video's thumbnail which was super yeah. positive yeah you've you've horrible horrible you've amount of views <laughs> that's the last damn time i make a positive spin on anything on this channel ever okay. again you're in charge of the thumbnail so i approve thank you thank you 
because you know what? Good news doesn't doesn't do anything for doesn't anybody. Sell. No way. So we're gonna uh, have to scare okay. everybody. So here, let's, let's focus on let's, some really bad stuff. Is there a new stuff. deferral okay. cliff coming? New deferral cliff. I watched a video. New deferral cliff. Tell yeah, me about that. I watched a yeah. video with uh, what's his name? The uh, the ex CMHC guy. One. The guy who guessed that the market was going down 18% and then apologized. Evan uh, Siddle. Siddle. Yeah, Evan Siddle. Yeah. So uh, he just thinks he was early in his prediction. He thinks there's okay. a whole wave of trouble coming down the pipe now because of overvaluations and people buying and interest rates rising and all kinds of stuff. I don't maybe think interest rising was one of them. Maybe stress test rising was one of them. Maybe the capital gains thing. I don't know. But he okay. still thinks that this the, there's trouble on the horizon, and it is in the form of many, many bankruptcies and many, many mortgage defaults. Okay. What do you think about that? Um, I'm just not seeing it. What are you seeing? I'm seeing that people's jobs are more secure than what uh, the media proclaims. I'm seeing that there are lots of people who are financially stable. Do you have any clients in the food and beverage industry? I do. And I understand that there is a section of the economy that is devastated and that there are many stuff? of them. Are they looking to buy? They're not looking to buy. And, and some of them are selling. Some of them are hanging on for dear life. And there's definitely a lot of a lot of concern, right? And um, do you, you know, know really anybody hard. that can give me a third mortgage, TK? It's it's really hard to say. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a number here that is is made up completely. But let's just say it's 10 percent of the homeowners who are in those type of businesses who have to sell. And you've said this a lot before. They all are forced to sell. They have to sell. Okay. The ninety percent of, of the other homeowners and all the other people looking to get into the market whose industries are more stable represents a lar a much larger number than that. Sure. And that will and that will allow us that ten percent number is probably way to too high. Simultaneously but at one they, time, right? To exactly. Supply. They they will gobble up all that all that inventory coming Gobbled. on to the point to the point that it'll be that'll be maybe a, a more balanced market, but you know, you really have to have a significant amount of inventory to come onto the market. And basically everybody, every buyer just go, okay, this is not a good market to be buying in anymore because 32 offers on a property, there's 31 guys who didn't get it. They're all still looking. So we've absorbed the Airbnb fiasco. Is that a fact? Has that been absorbed? Um, we'll see, you know, the condo market, the, we'll, we'll see what, what position those well, people are in. Don't we year have like one month of inventory like didn't it all disappear condo market is doing fantastic but you just got to look at well how many of those airbnb people rented out one year leases um and are just kind of hanging by right now with some really serious negative cash flow until their tenant leaves and then they're going to sell uh we got a lot of buildings that were delayed um so how many how many new how much new inventory is going to be coming onto the market i'm i'm super you know bullish on the condo market i think the condo market's doing great and it's the only affordable market to get into that's why it's doing great because nobody can afford freehold housing so they're they're all going into the condo market there's a ton of people check out scarborough scarborough lower lower income uh new to toronto um first time buyers all that kind of stuff right like the con condo is the answer i'm i'm like everybody's going to live in a condo one day if the population of toronto gets to 20 million 
I don't know when that's going to be, 100 years from now. There won't be that many more houses. If we bring in 200,000 people a year into the GTA, it will probably be sooner. That's 100 years. Okay. Well, math okay. is not but, a strong suit. But I should pull up a calculator on the screen. But think about it. The um, amount of houses can't really get any greater. The what? Amount of ho- number of houses that we have. The supply? The supply. The supply yeah, is the actual constrained. houses that have been built. Is it constrained? In Toronto, like 416 area. Constrained. Like where are the houses going to go? Where are the houses going to go? Where the houses going to go? There's not that many houses that could be built. You know, Sky maybe we get 10,000 or something. We're gonna... so they have to live in condos. People will live in condos. There's no choice. And I think we will see an absolute boom in Scarborough. Scarborough. Kingston Road. Scarborough Crazy. Road is where it is at. Crazy. It's where it's at and it's where it's yeah. going and it's where it will be. Yeah. That's it. We're gonna have to rename it though. Kingston Road? Scarborough. It has Oh, a, rename Scarborough? I think it has a negative connotation. Yeah. I think you just have to call the area of Scarborough by its actual name, right? Like Cliff Crest and uh, Birch Cliff and Guildwood. Yeah, that that's more prestigious. Yes. You don't say Scarborough, right? So what if the area is called the Scarborough Village? Damn. Then you say the village. The village. I'm from of the village. Scarborough. All right. Yeah. Enough of that Scarborough nonsense. So here we are, just the two of us at the end of another what episode. TK. Great show. Yeah. I feel like we really caught up with stuff. I feel connected to you again. Yeah, likewise. So I feel now like we got to do it again. That connection a little bit by having all of these well, well experienced, real, great guests. Great all of them were fantastic, but so we had too many of them. We have we have too many requests from people um, to be on the show. So I think we'll slow it down a little bit and try to get out just you and I once a month. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to Plus cancel the some people next month then, in order for that. I, I but, think we got. I think we know. <laughs> You know who you are. <laughs> Not that you're watching. It doesn't even matter. Well, I think we know the dates that we'll be able to free up. Thank you to everybody that is watching this and listening to this somewhere, somehow. Thank you to all of the new subscribers we've got recently. We appreciate yep. all of you. Thank you. We appreciate you. it a lot. Urban Zen Girl, we love you. We're doing we're doing this every week. The fuel behind the fire of the show Urban is Zen the Girl. likes, the comments, and the subscri- subscribers. Oh, and Marshall. Harlan. Yes. All the all the everybody. Everybody who watches There's every been week. Some that have been here from like the get go that I feel like we're 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 starting a family here, TK. Absolutely. The Toronto Real Estate Show family, and uh, we're looking forward to doing this again. And Daryl, I'll uh, catch you next Sunday. I'll catch you later. New on CuriosityStream, uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.